Welcome to the Dwelling Place Church audio podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message. We pray God speaks to you today through this message and through his word. For more information about our church, be sure to visit us on the web at dwellingplacemovement.org. Now, it's time to listen to this week's message. Today, as we're wrapping up the series Stretch Thin, We've been talking throughout the last few weeks um, just about the fact that all of us can come to places where we feel stretched thin in life, right? It can be from just the typical daily stress of having a really heavy schedule. If you're a mom with kids in this room, you know exactly what I'm talking about, the groundhog day of up and down every day and people wanting your attention and your time, and you can feel stretched thin. It can be just from the uncertainty of financial decisions that you have to make that are weighing on you, maybe even today. Or just the need to trust when you can't control a situation and you have to just truly walk by faith. All of us are going to arrive at circumstances that make us feel like if we're stretched any further, we're probably going to snap. So today, what I really want to do, honestly, this message is just a message of encouragement for you. I want to focus on learning about the ministry of the Holy Spirit for your daily living. Sometimes I think we perceive the ministry of the Holy Spirit as something that has to be for big monumental moments of life. But today, I want to really focus on the fact that he wants to be involved in your daily life. And as a believer in Jesus, the greatest gift next to salvation that he has given us is the union that we have with the person of the Holy Spirit. I want us to come to a place today where we have an understanding of his ministry for our thin moments. So let's pray. What a sweet presence of the Spirit is already in this room. Thank you, Holy Spirit how you are already working in our hearts. Lord, I pray that you would break through today, break through misconceptions about your work in our life, and allow us to receive a revelation of who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. So first I want us to understand and realize that the gift of salvation, when we were born again, has given us now the right to the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our daily lives. And because of that right, it means that now the Holy Spirit is actually our greatest defense against being stretched thin, against depression. He's our greatest defense against anxiety and stress, fear and insecurity. And because he is your greatest defense, You need to have an understanding of how he works in your life, the work that he wants to do in you and through you in life, and how to activate that work. Now, before the death and resurrection of Jesus, we see the Holy Spirit at work, right? You can look to the Old Testament, and you can see that he was certainly in operation through different circumstances, through different people. We see him where he uses the prophets to speak to nations, and he often will speak correction or judgment. 
But oftentimes he also speaks promises to the people of God of blessings for obedience. And then at times we see that he will empower people to do mighty acts. And a lot of times this is how we see the Holy Spirit. He just does the big stuff. The mighty acts, like when he uses Moses to raise up a staff and part the Red Sea, or the time where he was able to send down fire from heaven in order to burn up the prophets of Baal and and really show off and show out who God is. Or we see that he would give strength to a man like Samson. Or we see that he'll take down a giant through the life of a young boy with just a sling and a stone. And so we see him in his might and in his power. And we see him enable the priests to serve in the temple so that the sins of the nation of Israel could be atoned for. And so that he could actually bless and show the nations what it means to have a God of covenant. But to the general public, so to speak, he remains separate from their daily living. But then you have Jesus who comes to the earth, God made man, and he begins to speak over and over this promise as, he, as he's living this life of ministry on the earth. He begins to speak a promise from the heart of the Father about his desire to not just dwell among his people as he did with the nation of Israel. He dwelt among them. But now Jesus begins to speak about how he, the Father wants to dwell in them. And so it's a new concept to the disciples. And in John chapter 14, you can turn there in verses 15 and 16, we see that Jesus, by this time, he's already done a lot of supernatural things. He's already preached a lot of things and done a lot of things and proven in the hearts of the disciples that, yes, he is the Messiah. And he's talking with them, and he begins to prepare their hearts because he's getting ready to give his life, and he's ready, getting ready to die and go to the Father. And so he tells them, If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. That word can also be translated as helper to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. Now the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. And this is the first time that the disciples are hearing this he will be in you concept. So the disciples don't immediately understand At this point, they understand he's the son of God. He's the one that they've waited for. And so in their minds, the best thing that could happen has happened. They've received the Messiah. But now Jesus is getting ready to leave them. And he says later on that it's actually for their benefit. It is for their good that he would leave them. And so the question in my mind begins to be asked, Why would having the Spirit with them and in them be best? Well, let's look back, if you remember, what the life of a regular person would have been like before Christ and before this promise 
was made. So you have the Gentiles who are separated from God, not just because of sin, but they're separated from him because they have no covenant with the one true God. And so they are helpless. And then you have the Jews who have a covenant with God. But their covenant is insufficient. Yes, they're chosen by God. Yes, they're protected by him. But still, they are separated from him. They could come close, but not too close. And we see that they are actually constantly reminded of this reality. The temple served to show the nations that they were a people of covenant, that they were a people who served the one true God. But to the Israelite, it served to show that they were limited in their accessibility to God. They were limited from his grace, which was only given if and when you offered a sacrifice that could temporarily cover your sin and your guilt. You're limited. And they're limited from the intervention of God based on their own righteousness. Uh Uh-oh. And they're limited by the law of God, which is basically impossible for them to obey in their own ability. So yes, they're better off than the Gentiles. They have a covenant with God. But they're still limited in their accessibility to God. And so when Christ comes, he is also limited, not in power, right? But he's limited by space and by time. Yes, he is God with us, Emmanuel, but on the earth, he's limited by space and time. And so Jesus says to the disciples, look ahead. The helper is coming. The spirit is coming to take up residence in your life. And it's a residence that removes the limitations. And no longer will you be limited from the grace of God. No longer are you limited from the power of God. No longer are we limited from his provision. The helper now is in us to offer us all grace. No more limitations. The helper is now in us. If you're born again, he is in you to empower us to do all things according to the Father's will. You know, we say that verse, I can do all things through Jesus who gives me strength. And it's true and it's real. It's not cliche. The helper is in you to do all things according to the will of the Father. He is in you to strengthen you when you are stretched thin. He is in you to give you insight, understanding, knowledge, and wisdom. He is in you. He is in me. And because we have the helper in us, there is nothing that is impossible. In fact, it is possible to walk in freedom from fear. It is. It is possible to rule over anxiety. It is possible for depression to be destroyed and lifted off of your life. It is possible to live with an anointing that breaks every yoke. Not just some. Every yoke can be broken. Why? 
because the helper is in me. The helper is in you. We have a helper. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, you don't need the Holy Spirit to every day give you a prophetic word, though you may want it. You don't need the Holy Spirit to every day perform a miracle on your behalf, though you may want it and think that's what he should do. But what you do need is for him to help, to help you live the abundant life that Jesus promised. You need him to direct you when you don't know where to go. You need him to help you resist temptation. You need his help to see the traps of the enemy. You need him to guard you from deception. You need him to help you when life has stretched you thin. And for that, he is available. He's available for the times when you need the big interventions. But he's available for the small ones, and those matter most. So what is the ministry of the Holy Spirit for your daily life? Well, first of all, go to John 16, 13, and let's continue to listen to what Jesus says to the disciples regarding the helper. And he says, when he, the Spirit of truth, comes... He will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. Now, I think every one of us in this room is aware that our nation, in our nation, truth is currently under attack, right? Now, truth has always been under attack. It's really not surprising. It's been under attack worldwide. From day one. But here in our nation, it's under attack in a way that we, our generation, has never really experienced before. So for us, we get panicky. And it's okay to feel that way. It seems that anything that is moral is being twisted to be wrong or untrue. I think it's evident that a spirit of deception and confusion is just trying to ravage the minds and hearts of, especially of young kids even, certainly young adults and teenagers. And that spirit seeks to blind them to truth. And it seeks to convince them that God, his word, his church, his people are actually the enemy. You know, depression in children is at an all-time high. And it's not a surprise to me when in elementary schools they're introducing concepts that really, they're not even psychologically mature enough to be engaging in. And yet we're introducing these concepts. So it's no, re no doubt why they would be depressed or confused. And then we see that there's a drastic rise in suicide rates among teenagers because it's offered as an option, right? And so that alone, to me, is evidence enough that we have to be bold in proclaiming truth. 
Now, you may not necessarily find yourself in that big situation where you need to be guided in truth. But you, in your daily life, do you need the helper to guide you in truth? You do. We cannot think that because we're born again, we won't fall prey to lies of the enemy. It's why some of us are stretched thin today. Because we are believing lies. We can't think that Satan will not try to deceive us because we're loved by God and saved by God and filled with the Spirit. We can't think that he's just going to be like, oh, I'll just let Michelle be alone. No, he's there to cause me to try to be confused and question the Word of God and doubt the truth of God's Word. And that is why you and I need a helper. The Holy Spirit is in you to guide you into all truth. He is in you to give you understanding when life is stretching you thin. He's in you to protect your mind when the enemy speaks lies that God has left you, that God has abandoned you that he has forgotten about you. If you start hearing those things, the Holy Spirit is in you to say, no, 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 reject the lie. He's in you to reject the lie that God won't come through for you. He's in you to cast off the lie that God is mad at you, that you've messed up too bad, that you've disappointed him too many times, and so you deserve what you're getting. That's not the voice of God. That's the voice of the enemy. And the helper is in you to help you speak back to the enemy and silence the lies with the truth of God's word. So when the enemy says to me, God can't love you anymore, Michelle, I'll say to him, according to 1 John 1.12, I have a right to be called a child of God. According to Romans 8.17, I am an heir with Christ. You can't change that. Circumstances can't change that. I am an heir with Christ. It's a fact. It's not something to come. It's something that is. And according to Romans 8.38, there is nothing that can separate me from the love of God, nor angels, nor demons can separate me from the love of God. So you can speak your lies all you want to, but Psalms 86.15 declares to me that I serve a gracious and a compassionate God who is slow to anger, abounding in love so I won't give in to the lie I will choose to accept the word of God you don't have to sink into depression over lies against the character and the nature of God okay he has proven his love for you he has proven his faithfulness to you and the helper is in you today to minister that truth to your mind to your heart Every minute of every day, in every situation, in every circumstance, no matter what, God's truth is unchanged. It's unmoved. Thank God for the helper. Amen. And Holy Spirit, we call on you today. God, guide us into all truth. Guard our minds. Guard our hearts. Give us discernment. Open our eyes to see how the enemy is trying to deceive us and stir the word of God within us. Stir the word of God within us to remind us of truth. 
whenever life seems contrary to it. Something else he helps you remember is that there's no condemnation for you. When you're called according to the purpose of God, there's no condemnation for you. So be quick to repent. Be quick to receive his forgiveness. Be quick to allow him to guide you in truth. So for your daily life, the Holy Spirit wants to guide you in truth. And number two, he wants to guide you in righteousness. Romans 14, 17 says, The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Man, what a great kingdom we live in. It is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Now, he is the spirit of righteousness. And Jesus has made you righteous in your spirit. And now the Holy Spirit dwells in you so that you can bear the fruit of righteousness. So that what's on the inside can be manifest on the outside. And what that means is that he wants to lead you in what is right. Right in the eyes of God, which is not always right in my eyes or in your eyes. And that is why I need a helper. Because sometimes I see things a little different than God sees them. And that's why I need a helper. And sometimes we are stretched thin because we aren't walking in the right way of God. We're walking in our own right. How many of you have ever done that? Just me? I'm the only one? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Proverbs 14, 12 says, the Bible, uh, There is a way that seems right to a man. I got a lot of right thinking in my life that God's like, it ain't right. And I'm like, why? I mean, it, it, I think it's right. And he's like, no. Okay? But its end is the way of death. And even as born-again believers, we are vulnerable to not always follow God's right way. We have this thing in us called a will. We still have it. We're born again. We're made new in our spirit, but our will is still the same. Still seeks to resist the will of God and do things our own way. And so sometimes we're stretched thin simply because we find ourselves choosing our own wisdom over the wisdom of God. We find ourselves carving out our own path and resisting His. And when we do that, guess what's going to happen? You're going to feel stretched thin. But the difference when you allow the helper to guide you in righteousness is that when you are walking in the path that the Lord chooses, things work out. Things are easier. There's a grace over your life. There's a favor that comes upon you when you are in His will. But when you're doing your own thing, things are hard. Oh, they're difficult. And you got to strive to figure it out 
because you're using your own mental energy. You're using your own physical ability. You're using your own wisdom. And so life starts to get tough. And you start to strive and work harder than you actually should be trying to make a success out of something that God hasn't appointed you to. Therefore, there's no anointing to do it. How many of you have ever found yourself there? With no anointing to do things. (laughs) And in the end, you're defeated. You're frustrated. You're unfruitful. And as Proverbs 14, 12 says, you're dead. The helper is in you to guide you in the right way. You remember Isaiah, God promises him, you will hear a voice behind you telling you, this is the way, walk in it. Well, that voice is the helper, the Holy Spirit. And that voice now dwells in you. And so as Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and I lead them to eternal life. So if you find yourself stretched thin today, perhaps it's because you've resisted the helper, but that can change. The Holy Spirit can show you where you've chosen your own way instead of the way of the shepherd, and he can lead you back to righteousness. And listen, in that way, there is life, there is joy, there is peace, there's the kingdom of God. Where there was weakness, there will be strength, amen? Where there was defeat, you'll find victory. Where there was striving, you'll begin to thrive. And there will be fruitfulness and multiplication. Because you're being led by who? The helper into the right and good will of God. So the helper wants to guide you in truth. He wants to guide you in righteousness. And he wants to produce the fruit of the Spirit. Sometimes we read Galatians 5.22, or we'll sing a little song. As you know, I've been in children's ministry a long time, so I hear the song literally right now in my head. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Okay? And we sing that song, and we think that we are being asked to produce the fruit of the Spirit. We are not. That's the job of the helper if you'll let him. See, the helper is in you to help you love when you don't want to or you don't feel like it. If you'll let him help you, he'll change the way you see that person at work that is like super difficult to deal with. And by Friday, you feel really stretched thin because they've worn your nerves out so bad. But if you'll allow the helper, he'll teach you how to love them and things can change. The helper enables you to experience joy that's everlasting. And when you find yourself feeling low or brought down by the heaviness of circumstances, the helper will remind you of the joy of your salvation. And he'll fix your focus. And he'll help you get your eyes off of the stuff that's bringing you down and on the victory that's ahead. The helper will minister the peace of God to you. A peace that surpasses understanding, even when waters are raging around you. And he'll allow you to withstand and to endure. And he'll even make you a peacemaker. He'll cause you to walk in such peace that everyone around you not only notices, but wants that peace. 
And so the helper today can make you a minister of peace. The helper can give you strength to be patient. Patient in trials, in the waiting. Sometimes we're stretched thin because we're impatient. I've been there. You keep praying and asking God, deliver me. Why do you have me in this? When all the while the helper's like, if you'll just let me, I'll give you some strength here to wait for the clarity, to wait for the understanding, to wait for the move of God. Instead of grumbling and complaining, I can give you a praise in your mouth so that you can be patient in the waiting. Let the helper anoint you today to be patient. And listen, it takes the anointing sometimes to be patient. Amen. The helper wants to give you a kind heart. He can use you to pay back evil with kindness. And he can put a guard on your mouth so you don't snap back with unkind words. As a Latina, I need that. When you find yourself stretched in, stretched thin in your relationships because you've not obeyed God and the Holy Spirit to guide you, the Holy Spirit can show you how to be kind. And he can show you how to make things right through words and acts of kindness. The Holy Spirit is in you today to help you do good. Because you've been made new, the goodness of Christ is in you. He is your goodness. And today what you need to do is let the helper manifest that goodness through you. Ask him to show you and direct you when you need to be a blessing to those around you so that you can do some good deeds that will bring praise to a good father. Amen? The helper is in you to empower you to stay faithful. Faithfulness is a fruit of the Spirit. Because sometimes you don't want to be faithful. You want to give up. And when you do, you need a helper. Someone that you can hand the battle over to. And today you can do that. You can hand the battle you're fighting over to the strong hand of the Spirit of God. And the trial that you don't understand right now, it doesn't have to zap you of your faith. It doesn't have to throw you into doubt. The helper can remind you that God is still for you and nothing can be against you. Amen. God hasn't given up on you and the helper is going to help you not lose heart. The helper is in you to conform you to the image of Jesus. The gentle image of Christ. If you recall, Jesus was God but he didn't go around boasting about it, saying, hey, I'm here, I'm God. He didn't call attention to himself, though his works certainly did. He didn't look out for his own rights. He laid down his life. He was gentle. And sometimes we find ourselves stretched thin because we're consumed with making a name for ourselves instead of following the example of a gentle Savior. But the helper is in you today. He's in you to give you self-control. All of you know I grew up in the church. I'm a PK. And one of the greatest misconceptions that I grew up with about the Holy Spirit was that conviction was God telling me how bad I am and how mad I've made him, how disappointed he is in me. But now I understand that conviction is the helper's way of saying, wait, 
I love you too much to let you go down that road. Don't stay in that place of sin. And so now when self wants to go one way, the helper is there to say, think again. When I want to respond in anger, conviction pricks my heart. When you want to go back to an old relationship, you need to let conviction cause you to take control of that desire. When you want to go back to an old habit, you need conviction to cause you to remember the place that that habit led you to and allow the helper to empower you to take control. We have a helper. He is the Holy Spirit. And when we allow him to do his work of guiding us into truth, guiding us in the right way, producing the fruit of the Spirit in us, the result will always be righteousness, peace, and joy. There's going to be stretching moments, but the helper won't let you be broken by them when you depend on his guidance. Amen? Thank God we have a helper. Now, how do you activate the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life? Well, there's one way you could do it. Let's see it. Do I have that for me? Nope, not that one. Hold on. Okay. Holy Spirit, activate. Oh, no. Holy Spirit, activate. Holy Spirit, activate. 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 All right, let's go. All right, so that's one way. And because he is the spirit of joy, you could try that and at least feel joyful as you are Holy Spirit activate singing the song, okay? So that's one way, okay? But the first way, (laughs) aside from singing a little song and do a little reel, is you invite him. Invite him. Isn't it interesting, if you go back to that verse in John 14, isn't it interesting that Jesus knew we would need help? He's so smart, right? He's like, I'm getting ready to leave y'all, but I know you need some help, so. And we're like, thank you. How did he know this? Well, it only took thousands of years of watching the Israelites struggle, right, for him to know we need a helper. Notice that Jesus begins his chat with the disciples with a command. He says, if you love me, keep my commands. And isn't that what the Father was constantly asking of the Israelites? Over and over and over, we see him plead with his children, if you will just keep my commandments, if you will just obey me, then my blessings and my favor, they will follow. If you will just demonstrate your love through obedience, you will have all my favor. And man, did they try. They made promises and they broke them. They made efforts that failed. They brought their sacrifice. They tried and it never worked because they needed a helper. And here the father again speaks through his son the same command, if you love me, keep my commands. But this time Jesus says, I will send a helper. And hallelujah, because we need a helper. So today to activate the work of the Holy Spirit in your life, you do it by every day acknowledging, God, I love you, but I cannot obey you without the helper. I know my will to do my own thing is really strong. So, Holy Spirit, I need you to help me submit to the will of the Father. 
I know my flesh, it's going to struggle today. So Holy Spirit, I need you to produce in me self-control. I know my emotions will want to wreak havoc on my mind. So Holy Spirit, I need your help today to keep my mind on truth. Number two, you help him help you. You help him help you. You can invite him, but you need to remember he's the helper, not the controller. It's not that once you ask him to activate, he takes over and controls every thought, controls every decision or every move that you make. You have to help him help you. The scripture says he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Well, you have to take steps to guard your mind. The helper won't do that part for you. It is as you take steps that then he gives power to keep doing it and to not give up. It's as you take the step to be consistent with the study of the word that then he comes alongside you and gives power to keep doing it though your flesh may become weak. And though your mind wants to wonder, the helper will be there to give power in your weakness. The Bible tells us to renew our mind by the word. But the Holy Spirit won't take over your body to cause you to pick up your Bible, open it up so your mind can be renewed. That's your part. When you do your part, he'll do his part to help you to keep your eyes open, your mind alert, so that you can receive understanding, you can get a revelation, and you can get God's relevant word for the situation that's stretching you thin. So you invite him, and you help him help you. Band, you can go ahead and come up. And then third, you receive his help. You have to receive it. The Holy Spirit will offer help. But you receive it through obedience. So when the Holy Spirit brings conviction, you have to choose to obey. You might be stretched thin today because the Holy Spirit has offered his help and you have refused it. You keep holding on to something that he told you a long time ago you needed to let go of. You're still in something that he told you to get out of. You're still tied up to something that he told you to let loose of. And so if you don't want to receive his help, guess what? You're going to stay stretched thin. If you have refused to follow his counsel, that's probably why you're stretched thin. And listen, we've all been there. There's been many times where I know the Holy Spirit is trying to help me. (laughs) I'm like, thanks, I got it. Romans 8, 6 says, The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. And I encourage you today, obey your helper. Let him do his work in your life. 
And don't let self get in the way and convince you that you can do it on your own. That's how the Israelites lived, and they were miserable. And even more miserable were the Gentiles, who had no other way to live but to follow the lust of their flesh. But you have a helper. There are millions around us living without help. And that's why they're taking drugs and every Friday night binging, drinking, giving themselves over to temporary lust because they have no help. And you don't have to live that way. You have help. So let him do his work in your life. Let the Holy Spirit empower you and govern your mind so you can experience life and peace. Let the Holy Spirit empower you and govern your emotions so that you can experience joy. Huh, that's his will for you. Let the Holy Spirit empower you and govern your flesh so that you can experience freedom from its desires. You don't have to stay stretched thin. The Holy Spirit is power to assure you of your position of righteousness today. He is power to rule over your mind, will, and emotions. He is power to deliver you from the obligation of the flesh. He is power to deliver you from a spirit of fear. He is power to help you in your weaknesses. He is power to cast off lies that you will always think the way you think that you will always feel the way you feel. He is power to cast off oppressive thoughts that have convinced you that you will be oppressed forever. He is power. He is power to break through sinful habits. He is power to deliver you from a negative self-esteem. He is power to deliver your tongue from a negative talk that's always tearing you down or tearing someone else down. He is power to walk in the will and the purpose of God for your life. Today, you need His power. You need to activate the helper. So stand up on your feet. Raise your hands and say, Hallelujah! I have a helper. Say, Hallelujah! I have a helper. Hallelujah! I have a helper. And He is helping you today. He is guiding you into all truth. He is guiding you in righteousness. He is producing the fruit of the Spirit in you. Say, God, I need your help. I invite you, helper. Holy Spirit, fill us up. Fill us up. Holy Spirit, help us not get in the way. Holy Spirit, help us not resist your help today. Lord, we need you. We need you. Raise your hands and invite the Holy Spirit to fill your life today. To give you a revelation that he wants to be a helper to you. He is a helper to you. He is the power that you need. He is your strength. He is your might. He is your wisdom. He is the voice that comes behind you and says, that's the way, not that way, this way. Say, Holy Spirit, give me self-control. Holy Spirit, give me goodness and kindness. Produce the fruit of the Spirit within me and help me manifest it in the name of Jesus. Thank you. I don't have to stay stretched thin have a helper today. Thank you so much for listening to this week's message. If you would like more information about our church, 
Be sure to visit us on the web at dwellingplacemovement.org.